Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said that the COVID virus proves evolution. Is that a fact? Did your teacher say how she knows? Oh, Grandpa, she read it in the science magazine, so it's got to be right. Some science magazines also say that fossils take millions of years to form. But a fossilized chunk of ham proved that wrong. But there's one document that's never been proven wrong. The Bible, God's Word. So where should we look to find a trustworthy way to figure out if your teacher is right or not? Well, since the Bible has never been proven wrong, maybe we should look there. Good answer. Now where in the Bible would we find out about how life, including viruses, formed? How about in Genesis chapter 1, verse 20, where it says, And God said, Let the waters teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the sky. Or in verse 24, where it says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kind, livestock, land crawlers, and beasts of the earth according to their kind. Great! Now, it doesn't specifically say where viruses fit in, but they must have been formed on either day 5 or day 6. And what did God say about all that he created? Here in verse 31 it says, And God looked upon all that he had made, and indeed it was very good. That's right. But do you think God made the COVID virus like we see it today? Hmm. COVID isn't very good. In fact, it's very bad. I totally agree. So how could a loving God, who pronounced all of his creation as very good, allow the COVID to happen? Um, because of the curse? You nailed it. In Genesis chapter 3, verses 17 through 20, God tells Adam of the curse he put on essentially everything he had made, including their bodies, when he warned that mankind was made of dust and they would return to dust. Although there have been many good viruses that benefit us in many ways, the COVID virus became part of God's curse. It represents a virus that has mutated to become deadly. And that's a fact. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzadel, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Carl, thanks again for an interesting skit. This is very timely. It's fascinating that the teacher would say that COVID proves evolution. It seems like anything proves evolution. Positive things, negative things, the sun coming up in the morning. Uh, It's kind of ridiculous what's going on nowadays. Sounds like climate change. Sounds like climate change. (laughs) Everything everything proves it, yeah. What were your thoughts putting this thing together? Well, number one, my young man who does the the voice here asked me about doing a coronavirus episode. Mm -hmm. And so I saw an article on creation.com about the Wuhan coronavirus. And basically reminds us that the vast majority of viruses in the world today are beneficial. In fact, uh, we need a lot of them to survive and, and thrive. And only a small percentage have mutated to the point of being dangerous to us. And the coronavirus is one example that still being argued as whether it was a uh, naturally mutated or has it been <laughs> artificially. Ex- artificially mutated. <laughs> To become dangerous. And I'm not going to argue that one way or the other, but it obviously has mutated to the point where it is dangerous to humans. 
And uh, so that just shows that's part of the curse, like uh, the young grandchild talked about. So I think that if we look at the perspective of the whole world, the whole universe under the curse that God gave after Adam and Eve sinned, then we can see that the viruses like COVID are simply part of the curse and not evidence for evolution because we haven't seen the virus gain information, but rather change in such a way to become dangerous to humans. I was struck by that. The immediate thought of the teacher was, well, the COVID proves evolution. From my worldview, and this, as everything we talk about, this is a battle of worldviews. The minute I see COVID, I believe, boo, this, this is great evidence of the curse. But again, that's coming from a biblical perspective. Most people do not know the point that you're talking about, that our biome, our bodies are not just a collection of our cells. We have viruses, bacteria, even good bacteria that are sitting in our colon and all of this type of stuff. And they don't know about the positive interactions that go on with viruses within our biome, within our bodies, all of the time. But this one's turned against us. (laughs) This one's gone to the dark side. Yes. God did not produce this except in the fact that he allowed it because of the curse, because we sinned. A lot of people don't even know what coronavirus is. Coronavirus disease 2019. It's related to SARS which we had a bout with earlier, the definition of a corona is something that skips from one species to another, which this one has done. There is some amount of overhype that's gone on with this. Certainly, this disease is, can be very deadly to the aged and to people with comorbidity problems. I, in fact, being well overweight, could have a bad time if I got it. But for the young and for others, this thing is not that virulent for the most part. And so we need to take this as an actual threat. We need to have done a whole lot of what we've done, but right now the media has gotten people scared witless out of this. How do we get that correct balance? That's difficult to say. Number one, we want to talk about definitions. And the teacher said this is evidence for evolution. And just like the the media, the media needs to define what they mean by crisis and oftentimes it's just something to help sell newspapers or ads on tv and radio so we need to figure out what the true meaning of words are and we talk about definition of evolution for instance evolution by the dictionary says change and generally in a a positive direction so if we have change in a positive direction that is called evolution like the evolution of the car from the single cylinder Model T or whatever to the current V8s and so forth we have on the road or the hybrids or the battery, that's an evolution of automotive technology. With what the creationists think of, when we think of evolution, we think in that standpoint. Evolution should be going from something that's uh, not so complex to something more complex, but not, and it's not something we see in the biology of the world. Whereas the evolutionist will use anything that's changed and call that evolution. And by anything that's changed, it will define and prop up any idea they have of evolution, including molecules to man changes. So they use the simplest and least uh, specific definition of evolution to define all definitions of evolution. And they're all the same depending on what moment they're speaking. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reid. 
and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Terry, the point that Carl was making goes in with what you were talking about during the pre-show. So what about this definition of evolution? Okay, one thing I picked up on was Dr. Carl talked about the evolution of the car, and that has happened, and we observed that. But the interesting thing about that is somebody put some thought into that. <laughs> that didn't just happen. No, but oh, really? Dr. Williams and I today came in Priuses. Those are a marvel of right. engineering. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, you think that, that just happened by accident? People made enough uh, mistakes no. in the Model A, they no. eventually got to what you drove? No, no. <laughs> Darwinian evolution, the general theory of evolution, is that a simple, and we could put simple in quotes, a simple single-celled organism gained enough genetic information to become all of life on this planet in all of its integrated complexity without anyone asking the question, where are we going with this? And I'm not sure how the coronavirus proves that. We have been getting different strains of viruses for as long as the common cold has been around. So I'm not sure how the coronavirus can prove Darwinian evolution, especially as when we just said, you know, when when we actually see things going from something simple to more something more complex it's because somebody's thinking about where am i trying to go with this how if or if they even even if they learn something by accident they're thinking how can i use what i learned here you wouldn't be talking about intelligent design now would you <laughs> well yes yeah, it's, it's funny uh, i think even the term intelligent design that term came about because of, of what was going on in the schools. We didn't want to stay away from the terms creation or creationist, which is, this is one thing I actually do agree with Eugenie Scott on. When you use the term intelligent design, you are talking about an intelligent designer. And when you are talking about an intelligent designer, we all know that intelligent designer is God. The difference between me and Eugenie is I actually do believe in God and she doesn't. But yet she tries to deny that Darwinian evolution has anything to do with atheism. Yeah. Your point is the equivocation that they make in terms of the word evolution is so malleable it can mean anything. In this case of COVID, it's going in a negative direction. It's killing off the life that's supposed to be developing if evolution is going in a positive direction at some point. Interesting thing that I've heard going on now that the vaccines are out is that they first went to hospital workers, which I think was a very positive thing to do, as well as the elderly. Up to almost one-third of the hospital workers have declined to take the vaccine. Dr. Williams, what would be your guess as to why they would do that? Actually, it's probably because they share experiences from the past vaccines that some went well and some didn't go quite so well. And to be on the receiving end of the first batches of anything in medicine generally is done with some trepidation. Now, in this case, the vaccines that are produced, have been produced, have all been produced with tried and true methodologies. In other words, the methods of producing vaccines have been standardized, and the laboratories that produce the ones that are available in the United States today have all followed those protocols, and so they are as safe as vaccines can be. But no matter how safe a vaccine is, an individual, a given individual, could have an adverse reaction to it. 
and most people in the medical field have seen those adverse reactions. In fact, people in medicine oftentimes suffer from seeing the worst of anything medicine can do because they're the ones taking care of it. Medicine is still a practice. and this It's is an a, art. That's it's right. an art, and this is a part of it. And folks, we are all maneuvering through this coronavirus time, through a time none of us has ever been through before. And we hope this discussion give you some light into that maneuvering. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oak. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.